0: Gathered together last night, and there was about forty two of us amen, so God is already doing some miracles so guys, we appreciate you being part of uh, a part of our dinner last night and and we're excited about that. I believe that last night we came to a decision that we would probably do more uh in the evening or late or early afternoon um, than we would Saturday morning. so be on the lookout, Pastor Jerry will give you guys. A notice and let you guys know, those of you guys that were, were unable to attend, um, make sure that we've got your information so we can contact you. Be on the lookout. We'll get together uh, in, in February. So uh, be, be prepared when Pastor Jerry says, hey, this is the day, and we'll be able to do that. I have got um, Wednesday night, we had the opportunity to talk about the prophetic word from Chuck Pierce and, and release that. We also have the prophetic word that is released in this area and this um, this gathering. And, and if you were not here Wednesday night or did not, you might have been here but been serving in the nurseries or the children's ministry, if you did not get the prophetic word, if you'll just raise your hand, the ushers will give you one and, and they'll pass them out to you. Um... So we just keep your hand up for a minute and let the ushers do their thing, and they'll get that word to you. And we're asking you to go through and pray over this. The Bible says that we know in part, we prophesy in part. I mean, there were some things that were highlighted. I went through and started highlighting some things as Pastor Virginia began to start speaking over that. And then somebody came up afterwards. I think it was Shelly that came up afterwards and shelly was like look here and she had highlighted a bunch of stuff that really pertained to her there's going to be some really good things in there and we need you to begin to pray over those we need to war over those prophetic words just like like you know paul had told timothy to to pray over this prophetic word if you don't know uh, about the prophetic it is speaking the word of god by the inspiration of the holy spirit under the under the spirit and then you speak that fourth Wednesday night. There were, we had prophetic teams that ministered. And I know, um, I know that many of you uh, got a word of encouragement that's really going to help God direct you and lead you in the upcoming year ahead. So we're excited about what God's doing there. But listen, if you got that word, put it away now. Don't be reading over it because here's what happened. Y'all will be reading over it and I'll be preaching away and y'all be reading the prophetic words. So I'm going to ask you to put that away and look at it here, uh, maybe tonight, you know, spend some time and pray over it. I have this 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 message together has been stirring for a long time. And many of you know the last together, the um if you've got cell phones I'm asking you to turn them off or put them on silent. What we've found is through our our electronic equipment that the cell phones have been causing some frequency things, so you may hear it go in and out, and we believe that a lot of it's got to do with the cell phone. So I would really appreciate it if you'd put your cell phone on silent now or turn it off or uh, maybe uh, leave it at home when you come. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to know that this thing has been stirring for a long time. We have been looking at some things. I've been wanting to preach this message for a long time, and the last gathered together, I haven't been able to preach it. And I'm like, man, I'm ready to get into this thing. So today is the day. Turn to somebody and say, Today's the day. Okay, you, you, you have come at the right place at the right time. I believe that the steps of a, a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and God has brought you here today to receive something. Let's lift our hands and let's receive something. God, we just want you to re- we receive what you're going to bring forth in this Word of God today. Open our hearts, open our ears, open our minds, Lord God. Let it be planted in good, fertile soil, and we receive it in Jesus' name. And everybody receives it says, Amen. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Galatians chapter 4. I hope some of you took me up on, uh, on the challenge about reading Galatians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 1, and Romans chapter 8. I'm not going to ask to see who did. I just know in the spirit that you did. Amen? We've been talking about spiritual maturity. We get into some different things into this church, and one of the things that we want to get into is how do you become born again? How do you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior? In fact, let's rejoice because two young men came up and received the Lord this morning. Two Wednesday nights ago, we had two other young people come up and receive the Lord. And then the Wednesday before that, we had a young lady that came up and received the Lord. Work some things out, so I'm going to just keep moving around here as he works some things out with the system. Uh, I want us to begin to realize and understand that, he, that once, you, once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible tells us in Corinthians chapter 6 that you become one with him in spirit. Your spirit and his spirit become one. OK, so when when that happens, the Bible tells us in Romans twelve two, it says, don't be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can establish what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. Well, here's what happens when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And it's the Bible says it's with your mouth you confess and when it's with your heart that you believe it's got to be a heart thing, not a head thing. And that's what I want you to realize and understand. A lot of people, some people, can just say, I know Jesus, and we know they don't know Jesus. Come on, somebody. Just because you say, I know Jesus, doesn't mean your heart says, I know Jesus, and I'm going to serve him, and I'm going to live for him. And God is doing some shaking. These things that are, that 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 are that the shaking that's taking place, the things that are pure are going to stay. You're going to stand. You're still going to be there as this shaking takes place. And, and I'm telling you, these religious things and these people that say they have a relationship and don't have a relationship, there's going to be a shaking that's going to go on, and you are going to be able to see whether they're there with God or not. Can I get an amen? I know that's tough to take, but just swallow that pill and it'll dissolve, all right? And it'll, it'll just go through and, and permeate your being. So you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Then what happens? I remember when I was 20 years old, I received Christ as my Lord and Savior. I tell people that I gave him my heart, but when I was 24, I gave him my life. There was something different. Something happened and what we do is we go on this journey and we talk about maturing spiritually. I had to begin to start maturing spiritually. And as I began to start maturing spiritually, I got the word, I got the word in me. I started reading the word. I started realizing that some things that I was doing wasn't good. Wasn't good for me. What it was illegal on some things. Come on, somebody. I didn't realize it was wrong. Everybody's doing it. Society says it's okay. I realized that, you know what, I shouldn't be doing those things. And realized by the word of God and by the conviction, hello, of the spirit of the living God, I said, you know what, I can't do this any longer. But it was difficult when I said, I'm not going to do this any longer because I was just a babe. And we talked a little bit about this. This is the fourth part uh, of a series on spiritual maturity or developing spiritual maturity. And and the first stage that we went through, I want to give that to you real quick, was we look in the word of God and it says children of God. And that word is nepios, say nepios. And we know that's just the infant. We know that's just the baby. And that's what I was and, and have been in many areas in my life. When I started seeking the things of God, I was just a babe. And just like any babe, they need to be fed. They need, they need to be, you know, uh, 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 taken care of. They need to be changed. The diapers need to be changed. And this has nothing to do with how old you are. Somebody that is 45 years old comes to the Lord. They're going to be a nepios in the Lord. Amen? There's some things spiritually that they're going to do. You don't release leadership to this person. You don't put them in a position of authority because they can't handle that. They're not ready to go there. Then the second stage, and I'm just reviewing just for a moment, the second stage is paedion. Now, these stages can overlap. You can, you can be in one stage in one area in your life and another stage in another area of your life as you begin to develop uh, spiritually, okay? The third stage, and the Paidion stage, is really somebody we would say in the natural, somebody from 2 to 6, maybe a toddler, somebody beginning to learn to walk maybe to 10 years old. And then the next stage is called technon. And this technon stage is somebody that would be a teenager, You may look at them in the natural, and the normal, and look at them, and they're a teenager. How many of you know teenagers don't have the right to vote yet? Most of them, you know, when they get to be 18, they will. But a 13-year-old doesn't have the right to drive. There are not certain rights. There's not certain privileges. There's not certain things that they can do. And there's a reason. I told our kids there's a reason that you're supposed to be under parents. You know, we're supposed to take care of you and look after you and help take care of you. So the next stage that we want to talk about is the the weo stage. And you can see in the Scriptures, there are times where Jesus was called a child, and that was paedion. But when you see him, especially after his baptism, we'll talk about that, he was a, a mature son of God. Because we're children of God, we're sons of God, that's what we are. We taught about, I'm not a servant, I do serve because that's a function, but I'm a son of God. Turn to your, your, turn to your friend next to your neighbor and say, you're a son of God. Tell him you're a son of God. You're a son of God. We do serve because we're supposed to be servants. That's a byproduct, but it's not who we are. You're not just a lowly servant. You are a son of God. You're a son of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, somebody. You are inheritance. You got an inheritance. Somebody has to die for that inheritance, and Jesus died for us to have the inheritance of salvation, righteousness, holiness, and you're a son of God, and he wants us to take dominion. Woo! I don't know about you. But I think i have done. Preached myself happy this morning already. Amen? I'm the son of God. As we turn and look at Galatians chapter 4, I want us to really look at a couple things when we get into the Word this morning and look at some things. I'm just like a racehorse at the gate. I, just, I need some of you just to be praying for me that I'll, I'll slow down and we'll walk through this. I don't want to go too fast, and then I don't want to go too slow, so just pay attention. Galatians chapter 4, um, let's start at verse 1. Paul is talking to the church in Galatia. He, um, he, in verse one, he says, "Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, that's Nepios, he does not differ from all of a slave, although he is the owner of everything." The King James version says, "A servant." He, he, he does not differ from a servant, although he's the owner of everything. Do you realize you're the owner? You are. You are the owner. You, you, we, we say, well, here we're a steward, but we've got an heir, and the heir is the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all those who dwell therein. And he says, he says although you were a child, you were not much different from a slave, although you own everything, because verse 2 says, but he is under guardians and managers. Kind of like you can relate it to parents. Children are under their parents, Okay. He's under guardians and managers until the date set by the Father. So also, we, while we were children, were held in bondage. That word children is nepios in the Greek. We were held in bondage under the elementary things of the world. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his Son. Underline the word Son, That word son there is a different word. It's a Greek word, weos. It's the Greek word weos, and it's not nepios. It says, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. I want you to underline that word. It's okay to write in your Bible, all right? It's okay to write in your Bible. Look at it. Highlight it. Write in it. Get it in your spirit. We're going to talk a lot about the adoption as sons. Verse 6, because you are sons, weos, God has sent forth his spirit, his son, weos, into his hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, no longer a slave, there it is, no longer a slave, or I think the King James Version says servant, no longer a slave or a servant, but a Everybody. But a what? A son. You're no longer a slave, but you're a son. Oh, come on. That is good news today. You know, because some people say, well, you know, I just got to go serve the Lord. Like it's a, a drudgery. Instead, well, well, let me, we'll get into that. I want us to be able to realize and understand that we have the opportunity that we get to because we're a son. He says, and if a son, then you are an heir of God. You're an heir. We're joint heirs with Jesus. Amen. So when we look at this word, weos, let's take a look at this word, weos. This Greek word, weos, and you'll see it, son of God. It's a Greek word. It's called weos, and it's translated son. It means a fully mature son or daughter, fully mature. I mean, not a nepios, not a paedion, not a technon, but a weos, fully mature. Not in the sense that we've totally arrived, but in the sense that we have arrived to a certain level of maturity. You're going to see this. You're going to realize this in your own life. Romans 8, 14 says all those who are being led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. It's the same Greek word. It's weos. Say weos. Turn to your neighbor and say wios. Now you're Now you're speaking Greek. And somebody might look at you and say, it's all Greek to me. Those who are led by the Spirit of God. Who are those that are led by the Spirit of God? The sons of God. It's the weos. Can we really be trusted to be led by the Spirit of God in the other stages? It's, it's more difficult to be led by the Spirit of God when you're a nepios. It's more difficult to be led by the Spirit of God when you're a paedion. It's more difficult to be led by the Spirit of God when you're a technon. But when you get this weos thesia we're going to talk about, when you get under this and you walk into this maturity level, you can be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. I may go pretty fast today, so if you have to write this down or get the CD, please do that. Ephesians chapter 1 says, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself. See that word, adoption as sons? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. To Himself, according to the kind intention of His will, to the praise and the glory of His grace... Which he freely bestowed on the beloved. He has given this to us freely. This word adoption as sons is is the Greek word weothesia. Weothesia. Let's take a look at that. And it means a placing as a son. It means adoption. Uh, figuratively, Christian sonship in respect to God. Okay? Let's look at it again. It means a placing as a son. It means an adoption. I know we talked a little bit about in the natural, the adoption process in the natural is just as binding as if you were a biological parent. Just, yeah, yeah, we've heard more so, and it has been, uh, that it's it's that, that. It's even greater than a being a biological parent. So as we begin to look at this, Romans 8.15 says this, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading again to fear, but you have received A spirit of adoption as sons. This Greek phrase is weothesia, and it's by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Somebody say, Abba, Father. I mean, it's very important that we understand what it means. It does not mean in the natural that we are adopted into God. What I want you to understand, we are not adopted into the family of God. We are born again into the family of God. Are you with me? Everybody got that? Say, I got it. Okay. We, we are not adopted into the family of God. We are born again into the family of God. Jesus talks about it in John chapter three when Nicodemus came to him and says, What must I do to be born again? Do I go back into my mother's womb and come back out? How does that happen? It's a, it's a spiritual rebirth that takes place. You are born again into the family of God. First Peter. Peter talks about it in first Peter also. You can find being born again in those scriptures. So let's take a look real quick. Let's break down born again. Let's look at this word born. I'm not a Greek scholar, don't claim to be, but um, this word, the Greek word for born is geheno, I believe, and it means to procreate. Figuratively, it means to regenerate. My spirit is regenerated. It's procreating. Now, let's look at this word again. The Greek word of again is anatho, A-N-O-T-H-E-N. Maybe it's anathen. And it means from above. It means from the first. It means anew. Say anew. Look, your spirit has been procreated. It's been regenerated anew. Born again. Say it. Born again. One more time. Born again. The Bible tells us that we are a new creature, a new species of being. The old has passed away, and the new has come. You're truly born again. You're going to want to change some things. Come on, somebody. Your spirit has been regenerated. We don't understand what's going on with our spirit, that it's been regenerated. So all of a sudden, the things that I know are wrong, the spirit of God says, ah, 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 ah. That, that Don't go there. Now, I can either acknowledge the spirit of God, Or I can deny the Spirit of God. And when I say, well, it'll be okay, and I walk into it anyway, then God says, hey, consequences are yours. See, the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. What you sow, you shall reap. It's seed time and harvest. Sometimes people say, well, I got born again, and all this bad stuff still keeps happening to me. Well, you know what? It might have been for the 10 years which you weren't that that harvest is in place and is still coming. Now, I believe as you pray and seek God that he'll limit that harvest of negative stuff, bad stuff. Are you with me? So what happens is you're sowing a seed into a field, and are you sowing good seed or bad seed? See, I, when I was 20-some years old, I had sown 20 years worth of bad seed. Are you with me? And it was bringing a harvest into my life when I was 20, 26, 28, 30. It was bringing a harvest into my life, and I was thinking, what in the world is going on? Why are these bad things happening to me? Well, it's because I had sowed some bad seed, and now I've spent over 20 years sowing good seed, and my good seed is overtaking my bad seed, and my harvest is becoming good instead of bad. And and that's the harvest that I want to have for each and every one of us. Amen. I mean, think about that. So we've got to realize and understand that, that you can be changed in an instant, in a twinkling of an eye. I'm not talking about the catching up, but I'm saying our bodies can be changed, and our spirit can be changed, and our soul takes time. It does. Your mind, your will, and emotions. You didn't turn around and lose 10 pounds after you got born again. You didn't turn around and get more hair and look like you were 20 again if you got born again when you were 40. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 originally tells us that we used to have the nature of the children of wrath. That was our nature. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3. But now the nature that we have is a child of God. We have have a different nature. Doesn't mean that you still don't want to go do some stuff that that old nature wants to bring forth, all right? So I'm not just adopted, I have received a new nature. A change took place on the inside of me. I was received into the family of God because I was born again. I was procreated from above. I was procreated anew. I was regenerated from above. I was regenerated anew. See, you can't regenerate yourself. It has to take the spirit of the living God to do that. Amen? So now I am a baby Christian, beginning to start to grow up into maturity. So I'm at a nepios stage, and I move from a nepios to a to a paedion to a technon, and then we're walking into the weo stage. Galatians chapter four, verse five. See, we have to look at this adoption. I want to look at this phrase real quick. The adoption of sons. It means weothesia. That first part of the word, the word sons, is is means weos, and it means a f- mature son, full mature son or daughter. The other word, um, adoption, is thesia in the Greek, and it means a placing as a son, a placing as a son. Now, this ceremony of adoption of the son is called weothesia, and it's when a member of the family, listen, is set into place and receives a position of sonship. And with that position of sonship, because they went through a time of tutors, they went through a time of governors. Hello? They didn't just come into the first grade and then come out into this sonship. Are you with me? They went through a time of testing. They went through a time of governors. They went through a time of tutors. They went through a time of learning. They went through a time of growing in character, then all of a sudden this this placement of weothesia takes place on a person. There will become a time that there's going to be a time in each and every one of our lives that the Father is going to say, it's time now. It's time for you to receive this adoption as sons. It's time for you to receive this authority and everything else that comes with it. See, in the Jewish families, there was a time where all of a sudden the son was then placed in as a weothesia, and he had opportunity to do family business. He became an adult. He reached adulthood in the family. He could do family business. He He could buy, sell, trade. He could do the things of the family because of this, because he was found trustworthy, because he was promoted to a son. This ceremony of adoption, this weothesia, has primarily to do with the promotion of a son, one that has been found trustworthy, one that has been found faithful, he has now matured to a point where you can see that he's matured. He has got his act together, so to speak. No matter what happens, no matter what the enemy comes at him against, no matter what he comes with him against, no matter what he has to go up against, no matter how big the mountain is, how small the mountain is, he stays the same. He's constant. He's not gonna not gonna wave to and fro like James says. He's gonna be stabilized because you begin to walk into this weothesia, this placing as a sonship. This adoption is a sonship, and nothing's going to move you. Amen? Now, there's going to be a time in your life that your path in God is going to bring you to spiritual maturity. And I believe that God is going to look at you, and he's going to begin to say, you can be trusted. And God will place on you, release on you, this weothesa. It's an area of authority that he's going to now let you walk in. There's been times where we haven't been able to walk in areas, and we're thinking, why is, are we not able to walk in that area? Because a lot of us cry, Abba, Daddy. And I, when we cry, Abba, Daddy, Daddy is a term. It's an endearing term, but it's a term that I need something from you, Daddy. Hey, Dad, I need something from you. I need something. But when we get to the point where we receive the adoption as sons, we will cry, Abba, Father. There is a difference between Daddy and Father. Daddy is needs-oriented. I need something from you. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Sarah comes up to you. Daddy, 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 Daddy. They grow up. Are you with me? Let's look at it in the natural. they be they They're, they're a nepios. They're a child. We're changing their diapers. They moved to a paedion. They're now able to go to the restroom by themselves. They can feed themselves. They still need help putting their clothes on because they put the right shoe on the left foot and the, and, and the left shoe on the right foot. They still need help. You move from a paedion to a technon where they're teenagers. You don't release a whole lot of authority to them. They're still in those teenage years. They, they can't drive yet. Those are some difficult years, aren't they, brother? They can't drive yet. They're not allowed to have certain responsibilities. And then they move from adolescence into an adulthood. They move from adolescence into an adulthood. They move from a Technon into a Wios. And all of a sudden, there's responsibility. And see, some of us, some of the kids, we're saying it's 18 years old. But I got news for you. There are some 14-year-old kids that are more responsible than some 20-year-old kids. So we can, we, the world, might put a tag of 18 years old on it, and we're looking at him and going, but he's my little baby. I can't believe he's going out into the world. And there are some of them that are 16 that are going out into the world on their own. And you're thinking, I don't know if they can survive. They're surviving. They've made it. Come on, somebody. So we begin to start seeing this begin to take place. And this adoption of a son, you really get into maturity. You really get into developing character, but you move from a daddy I need to a Abba father. Say that Abba father again, Abba father. One more time, Abba father. And when I say father, instead of saying dad, I need my name is Jimmy. Give me all you can give me. We go to dad, father. What is it that I can do for you, father? Father. I'll mow the lawn. Father, I'll clean out the storage room. Father, I'll take care of the garage. Father, I'll bring in the crop. You don't have to get on the tractor anymore, Richard. You've got a son that says, I'll take care of it. I'll bale the hay. We'll get it into the barn because you're my father. Are you with me? We go from a needs-based area to a servant-based. Father, whatever you want me to do. That's what I'm talking about. See, this is a journey. This is a process when you get to this stage, and then what? God begins to deem you as trustworthy. God begins to take this ceremony of adoption, this weothesia, and something shifts in the spiritual realm. You can look at somebody, and it seems like out of the clear blue sky, heaven has fallen on them. All of a sudden, they're catapulted into the things of God. Favor of God is all over them. They're like the golden boy or the golden girl, and things begin to happen. Things begin to roll, and all of a sudden, things are taking place. And a lot of times, we associate this with ministry. But it has nothing to do with ministry. It has everything to do with the fact that that person has come to a place in God where God trusts him or her and releases some things, and when that happens, you can't stop heaven from coming down on them. Come on, somebody. You can't stop heaven. You you can talk bad about them. You can say things bad about them, but you cannot stop what the Father is releasing into the lives of those individuals. Amen? And, and I believe that you'll know when this happens. And you know what else? Other people. Other people will know when it happens also. And sometimes we try to be premature, or sometimes, you know, it starts coming, and, and we don't know how to handle it. But you know what? It's not going to come because, number one, we prayed for it. It's not going to come just because we got the gifts and the talents and the abilities. It's going to come developed through character. See, this weothesia, this adoption of a son, I believe you can see this in Jesus. There was a point. I think it's in Luke chapter three when Jesus went to be baptized by John, when he went to be baptized by John, what happened? Heavens opened up. God himself spoke. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. And guess what happened? The spirit of God ascended as a dove upon him, and I'm telling you. Anybody that knew that what was going on, that saw that, knew that this was the Son of God. And God himself said, this is my Son, weos, in whom I am well pleased. So listen, there was a process that Jesus went through. All right? This did not happen to him when he was ten. It didn't happen to him when he was 15. It didn't happen to him when he was 18. didn't happen to him when he was 20. Almost 30 years old, and all of a sudden, heaven opens up. God releases some things, and he says, This is my placing as an adoption. Uh, you are now a weothesia, and you are going to walk in my glory and favor, and heavens open up, and things are going to start happening. You've reached that maturity and that's what happened to Jesus. Somebody say amen. I mean, I begin to start thinking about this. I mean, we begin to start seeing what happened. And there was a time and Jesus Jesus was receiving that. John himself knew. <laughs> what happened to John when he knew that Jesus was the Lamb of God and that he, he wasn't even worthy to hold his sandals? And then you read a few chapters later and John sending disciples to Jesus and saying, Are you really the one? Something happened with John. There was some instability with John because he wasn't really sure any longer. See, when you become a weothesia, when that adoption takes place, you aren't worried about whether you're saved or not. Hello? Whether you're saved or not isn't even on your radar screen. You know you've been bought by the price and the blood of Jesus Christ. The cross at Calvary, everything of heaven and earth is lining up. And you aren't questioning your salvation because you're not doing some stupid stuff no more. Hello, turn to your neighbor and say he's talking about you. Turn to your other neighbor and say he's talking about you. There was nothing, there was nothing that could stop what was going to take place on Jesus when this weothesia came. And, and and as as the weos of God, we should be the same way. As a weos of God, our character will be developed to the point where you don't know. When I walk in here, I, I can guarantee you, most of you don't know whether I've had a good morning or a bad morning. I'm gonna be the same. There's Pastor in there, he's smiling. You don't know what I went through last night? You don't know what I went through last week. But I'm not going to let you guys see that. Not because I'm prideful, but God is developing my character to say, you know what, it doesn't matter whether I just won a million dollars on a sweepstake from some kind of clearinghouse or or if I just went broke and busted and disgusted that I know Lord is my Lord, He's my King, I'm a son of God, and God's going to reverse the curse. He's going to bring forth some things in my life. No matter how the wind blows, which was prophesied this morning, it didn't matter. I'm gonna stand up and say, stop wind. See, Jesus could speak to the wind because he was a Wheos, a son of God. Oh, are you hearing me today? Creation is groaning. Groaning. Where are the sons of God? Where are the ones that are gonna stand up and see? Creation should bow down to you. Hello, somebody. Creation should bow down to you. That's why. Mm, mm. Oh, come on, can I keep going? If I can go, tell me, go ahead. See, creation should bow down to us. We're the sons of God. That's why when in the middle of a battle that a man of God can stand and they're losing, can stand and say, son, stop for one day. We are going to win this battle. And the sun stopped for one day. And scientists have proved the fact that it was stopped. That's why the prophet can look at the water and the man come and say, I just lost an axe head in the water. And the prophet can say, water, bring that axe head to the surface. And an axe head come from the bottom of the the pool, the lake, wherever it was, and come to the surface of God. Because all of creation is groaning, is waiting for the weothesia, for the weos of God, for us to stand up and say, When, be still. Come on, somebody, give the Lord some praise. If I boast, I boast in the Lord. There was tornadoes coming through here. And we stood at at, at, at our TV and said, you will not come to Woodward. You cease and desist. And this man sitting right back over here, shared shared a visual thing where the tornado got from Ellis County to Woodward County, lifted up. Am I telling the truth, brother? Lifted up and cleared Woodward County. Now, unfortunately, it hit Kansas and did a lot of destruction there. But I believe because of the weosthesia, because of the adoption of sons, that we can stand up and say, you do not destroy Woodward in the name of Jesus. True story. True story. I didn't, he didn't know what had been said. He was telling me about it. He was. I was standing there. And that thing just, it just went up in the clouds. And we were standing there speaking to it on the TV. Oh, come on. Don't despise the authority that you walk in. Amen? We've got to learn. We've got to learn to say, Father. We've got to learn to be available. We've got to learn to say, God, we wait on you. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up like wings of an eagle. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. Amen? we got to receive this adoption, this placing as a son, this ceremony of adoption. And listen, let me get something to drink. Let's give the Lord some praise, would you? Stand by, because you better buckle your seatbelt now. Because in this spirit of adoption, in this weothesia, it has nothing to do with gifts. It has nothing to do with talents. It has everything to do with your character, your character, which will reveal your faithfulness, which will reveal your trustworthiness, and your character will reveal your integrity. See, we're born with gifts and talents. All of us are. And all of us have gifts and talents. And we should develop those gifts and talents. Amen? You should develop those. But you can be very, very gifted, and you can be very, very spiritual, and you can be very, very talented and be a nepios. You've seen people? I've seen ministers preaching the gospel. And their talents and their gifts, will they'll be like a shooting star. And they'll, they'll be gone. You may be very gifted. You may be very talented. You may have abilities, but you may be short in character. And it will reveal your lack of trustworthiness. It will reveal your lack of integrity. It will reveal your lack of faithfulness. It will reveal your lack of commitment. Listen. Listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying today. So whether or not you're going to be placed in as a weothesia of God, from God, has nothing to do with your talents has nothing to do with your gifts has nothing to do with your with your character it ha- i mean it has nothing to do with your integrity i mean it has nothing to do with your talents abilities and it has everything to do with your character and integrity i finally got that right amen see bible school doesn't make you a weos natural knowledge and natural wisdom does not make you a weos Casting out demons doesn't make you a weos. We're all supposed to do that. Come on, somebody. You can prophesy from sunup to sundown, and it does not make you a weos. You can preach. You can teach. You can bring forth the Word of God. You can minister in any capacity, and it does not make you a weos. Your anointing, your talents, your gifts, your abilities... Does not make you a weos. You can stand in a position and be placed in by man, but that does not make you a weos. Come on, somebody. You can be in full-time ministry, and you can still be a technon. You can be in full-time ministry, and you can still be a paedion. And you can be in full-time ministry, and you can still be a nepios. Seen it? It's all about Character. And character will be revealed. Because when your character is truly revealed, it's when the pressure's on. When, when the heat is on, that's when your character's going to be revealed. The heat is on. That is when your character is going to be revealed. When there's pressure that comes, how do you handle it? When there's pressure that comes from all sides. Paul said, I'm hard-pressed on every side. But I am not crushed. Amen. I'm persecuted but not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed. Because he was a weos of God. And he said, no matter what happens to me, I've had it good and I've had it bad. But you know what? I'm still going to stand here and proclaim the gospel of the kingdom and talk about Jesus Christ and what he's done for me. Woo, I'll tell you. We begin to start thinking about this. And it's all about your character. Your character reveals faithfulness. Your character reveals trustworthiness. Your character reveals integrity. It's not about your gifts. It's not about your talents. All all Christians have gifts and talents and abilities, but it's the weos that knows how to use them. Come on. It's not about prophesying. Paul says he wishes that we would all prophesy, but it's the weos, listen, that know how to prophesy and know when to prophesy, listen, and know when not to prophesy. It's that adoption, that weosthesia, that when it comes, when you're there, when you move into it, you'll know what to say and what not to say. I mean, it's kind of like a musician. Some of the best notes are the ones that are unplayed. Debbie could stand up here and play that trumpet all along with every word, every chorus, every song, or she could pick by the Spirit of God when to play that thing, and it'll be like an arrow. It'll hit its target. It's well-placed. Know when to, when to say it, when not to say it. Weos, they're led by the Spirit of God. They're not led by their soul. They're not led by their mind. They're not led by their emotions. Come on. They can be trusted. You can put weos in places where, where they will not prostitute their gifts, where they will not take advantage of other people through their gifts. They will not have their gifts just for personal gain. Come on, somebody. Jesus was called from the foundation of the world to be a weothesia at 30 years old. That was with the placing of Jesus. Everyone has a calling, but not everyone makes it to the place of the appointing of God for the time that the Father says, I want to release that. Because we are dependent on certain spiritual levels, we won't go to the next level. It's your choice, if you'll choose today, to go to the next level or not. It's your choice, whether you choose today, to move from a paedion into a technon in different areas of your life. Some of you may be nepiosis, some of you may be technons, ready to wait on that weothesia that's coming place, that adoption as a son. But it's your choice today. You choose. Turn to somebody and say, you choose. Tell them, say, you choose. Go ahead, you choose. What are you going to choose today? It's not dependent upon your gifts or your talents, but it's dependent upon your spiritual level of maturity that you choose to rise up to. We've got to begin to rise up to that. It's dependent on our character in God. Let me give you a couple examples of this, biblical examples real quick. Joshua, Joshua he was called for many years. He was appointed before he was actually stepped into and placed as a son. Moses changed his name from Hosea to Joshua, and as he changed his name, his name went from Deliverer 2 to Jehovah Saved. That was the difference between Hosea and Joshua. He was obviously called, but his time wasn't ready. Think about that. He was one of the 12 spies that went over, but when he came back, did he step into the Wiotheesia? No. He was was one of them that gave a good report. All ten of them gave a bad report, and he gave a good report. But did he step into his weothesia at that time? No. (laughs) It was 40 years that he was sent out to be a spy. Forty years later he was under tutors, he was under governors, he was being taught, and he served Moses. And as he served Moses, there was a placing of Joshua. At the death of Moses, there was a weosthesia that was placed on Joshua. And God said, get up, you're taking these people in to the promised land, now's the time, because you've served Moses for these many years. Although you were developed, all you were trained, you were under governors, you were under tutors, there was a Weosthesia, a placing, an adoption on Joshua that said, now's the time, get up and lead these people in to the promised land. Let's give the Lord some praise, amen? He's got a, there was a placing that took place with, with Joshua. Hey, what about David? Think about David. David was anointed king when he was a teenager. But he didn't step into a kingship then, did he? He went out, he shot the bear. I mean, and he did great things, and there was Goliath. Now, he knocked out Goliath, then he took him down, didn't he? Didn't he take out Goliath? And then was, was he given authority? Was he given the kingship then? No. Why? Because his adoption as son, his weosthesia had not taken place yet. Come on, somebody. He was still under tutors. He was growing. He was being developed. The spirit of the living God was speaking to him. God was dealing with issues in his life. There were some character things. He still wasn't placed as a king yet. He was running from Saul time and time again in different caves and fields and doing different things, eating the showbread off the holy of holy places when his men got hungry, and he was looking at some things. But then there was a time that God says, you're my man. And with David, there was a weosthesia, an adoption as a son, took place. And then he could rule and reign as a king. And David was appointed king over Israel. He was a king long before he actually stepped in to that authority and that anointing. Do you understand this? Am I going too fast for y'all? Elbow your neighbor and ask him if they're getting this. Elbow your neighbor and ask him if they're getting this. Because I want us to be able to get this. I, I, I need to, I need to, unlo- I, got, I got to release some of these things. The number one way God intends to equip you for your positioning, for your weosthesia, is to serve under someone else. Well, give me a biblical example. I did with Joshua, I did with David. Let me give you another one. What about Elisha? Didn't he serve under Elijah? He served. He served the man of God. Elijah would say, would you get away from me? I don't even want, I'm going over here. Don't don't, don't come with me. That's what he said. Modern day vernacular. Get out of here. I don't want you coming with me. I got places to go. And Elisha says, I'm going with you, man. Sorry. Because I'm supposed to go with you. Because he was a technon. And he was being trained. He was under tutors. He was under governors. And there was a time when the weosthesia, the adoption of a son. Are y'all getting this? The adoption of a son. Some of you know the scriptures what I'm talking about. That Elisha stayed with Elijah. And Elijah said, fine, if you're there when I go, I'll give you the double anointing. I'll give you the double portion. That his weosthesia took place. But he had to be there to see it. But many of us want to stay at home and watch it on TV. Oh, come on, somebody. Exodus 17 talked about Joshua. Winning a battle does not make you a weos. We're all warriors. We're all fighting battles. Joshua won a battle. Exodus 17. He fought and won a battle. They were losing that battle. And they had to, Aaron and her came beside Moses and held up the banner. And Joshua's men looked at that and they kept rallying. But being a good warrior, is that enough? Does that qualify to you to be released? No. How about being good spies? Is that enough? Does that qualify to you walk into your weosthesia? Does that qualify to you to get to a weos, let alone the adoption of the sun coming? No. But you come back and you gave a good report. What about faith? Does faith alone qualify you? Can you just have so much faith that you sit on your couch and things begin to happen or don't happen? Because faith without works is dead. No, faith alone by itself is not that. You might have, excuse me, the ability to fight the good fight of faith. You might have the ability to war against the enemy. But that's not enough for a leadership position. You, for that kind of authority to be released, Moses was able to sly or slew or kill the Egyptian. But see, he wasn't a weos because he may not have killed him at that time. Here's another time of a placing of adoption. What about Moses? He kills the Egyptian, and then what happens? Forty years he spent in the desert. I don't want you to think that 40 years Moses just sat in the desert watching sheep only. I believe he was listening to God. I believe he was developing a relationship with God that when he was at the burning bush, that was his weosthesia. Moses had a weosthesia, and it was at the burning of the bush. So we begin to look at this, and we begin to realize that just being able to fight the enemy does not qualify us. Just being able to have faith, and faith alone does not qualify us. Our gifts, our talents, and abilities do not qualify us. In the time of war, God grows us up. He teaches us. We learn his ways. We develop his character. We learn his strategies. We want to know what he knows. We want to think like he thinks. We want to do what he wants. That's what I'm talking about. Just knowing God and the works of His power of God is not enough. You can know God and the works of His power, and it's not enough. You will be like an atom bomb that is not contained without being the Weos, You'll go blow up every country. You'll kill Egyptians, and you'll slaughter things and people without knowing what to do. Can I get an amen? But it really comes through serving. God develops character. It's learning to wait on God and let him develop your character. Learning to apply the word of God to your life and let him develop your character. God develops our character through serving, saying, Abba, Father, what can I do for you? How can I do it? I'll minister. I'll talk to those that need to be talked to. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll learn your ways, and God will begin to release his power on your life. I have no idea where I'm at on my notes or anything, but uh, let's talk about the matureness of God and his character. And when we can do that, we can make a difference in our influence, in our sphere of influence. When you begin to walk into the wheels, you begin to start getting those things. Here's the thing that you're going to have to do. God will teach us the difference between the Ishmaels and the Isaacs. When you start getting your character developed, you're going to have to answer this question. Is what am I doing? Is it just for me? Or is it really, truly from God? Why am I playing the keyboard? Why am I singing? Why am I ministering to the youth? Why am I going to work every day? Is it just for me? Or is it because, you know, that's where God's placed you? You know you have an opportunity to reach others. Why am I going to the post office? Why do I do these things that I do? Is it so somebody can pat you on the back and tell you how good you are? And a lot of us will be disqualified here. Because there's a lot of us that can, if if we really get right with God, we could say, you know what, God? It really wasn't about you. It was really about me. I don't want to be that. I don't want, man can give you a position. But God can release authority. So, I want you to understand, you might be a nepios, a paedion, a technon right here. But right here is weos and the adoption of sons. Weothesia. Here's what I want you to understand God is not going to take this and move it here. Are you getting this? You have to go there. You have to look and say, that's it. That's where I'm going. We talked about this in climbing your mountain of transformation. The series that we did with that was saying, hey, you've got to climb your mountain of transformation. You're not a camper or you're not a quitter. You're a climber. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a climber. Come on. Y'all remember that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But this weothesia, this adoption, it comes through you moving from there to here. You moving from this stage to this stage to beginning to walk in as, as the adoption of a son, I'm a, I am have no idea where I'm at. In order for us to go to this stage, to get to here, we're going to have to deal with pride. The greatest enemy in the church today and believers, sons, is pride. I'm not talking about spiritual pride, knowing that you're not a servant. You do serve, but you're a son of God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about pride like the church in Corinth was dealing with, with their spiritual gifts, and I'm better than you are, and I can stand up and prophesy, and I can do this, and I can do that, and all these different things that Paul dealt with in the letter to the church of Corinth. But when pride comes in and says, is it really about you, God? Is it really about transforming this community? Is it really about when something happens? I had somebody say something to me the other day about something, and they had no idea who was behind it, and Living Word Fellowship was behind it. And I could have said, you know, that's us. I had one guy tell me a few years ago that our family's help and family's ministry would probably be doubled or tripled for the income that's coming in if I would get out and tell people. I said, I'm not doing that. I don't have to. we got people coming. (laughs) And God is meeting every need. I'm not going to go up and down the streets and tell them everything that's going on, what we're doing, It, but I want to be a weos of God. And when God says I need to tell this person or God says I need to tell that person, I just don't need to go brag about it because then pride can come in, my head can swell, your head can swell, and all sorts of things can begin to happen. we got to deal with pride. You really want to become the weos of God? You really want to become the son and daughter of God, the weos? You really want to have your adoption of weos thesia? Then you got to ask that question to God. you got to say, God, if I glorify you and all I do is serve, that's enough. Is that enough for you, God? If, if I have to be out in front, I'm telling you, I have a servant gift. I have some people that want to carry stuff for me and do stuff for me. And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't. I can take care of myself. I'm a big boy. I can carry my own stuff. I know it's honor and respect. It's what they're doing. Don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate that. But I have a servant gift. My wife has to say, honey, let the other people serve. Because I would be tearing down tables and putting up chairs and doing all sorts of things. I'd be doing all that other stuff. I'd be doing the works of the ministry. That he talks about because I have a servant gift. But if I knew that just my servant gift would glorify God, would that be enough? Could you honestly say, tears and all, God, I don't think I can do that. Let me give you real quick three things. Becoming a weos comes through three things. Are you there? You got that? Good. Number one, write this down, our obedience to God. You want to become a weos of God, you're going to have obedience to God. Number two, our faithfulness to His word. Hmm, that's tough. And number three, is the response to His discipline. When God disciplines you and says, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah," uh, uh, you know you were a little sharp with that person. You know what? You should have blessed that person instead of cursed that person. You know what? You should have helped that person. And you didn't help that person. God disciplines us, doesn't he? I don't know about you, but I have received the discipline of the Lord. We're going to become a Wios. You're going to have obedience to God, your faithfulness to his word. And your response to his discipline. Delayed obedience is disobedience. I'll do it tomorrow, God. I'll do it tomorrow. I... I, God's wake you up in the middle of the night, tell you to go pray for somebody in the morning when you get up, you get by and all of a sudden he'll bring that person in front of you and you'll look at him and say, well, have a good day. And then they'll walk away and the spirit will go, hey, you were supposed to pray for them. Well, I'll do it tomorrow, God. I'll do it tomorrow. I've done that. I've been there. I had to repent for it. Be quick to repent when we mess up with the things of God. I think take responsibility. Is a big thing. We're going to become mature sons and daughters. The weos of God. Creation is waiting. Let me give you one more scripture. I think it's Romans, cha- uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 22. For we know the whole creation. I got it good. We know the whole creation has been groaning as pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have first fruits of the spirits, groan inwardly. As we wait eagerly, here it is, for our adoption as sons, our weothesia. I'm telling you, when this comes and we walk into it being a weos and this weothesia comes, we will watch creation change. It will have to bow its knee at us. Come on, somebody. Just not not prideful, but because you're speaking the word of God, you're commanding things to happen, and creation will have to change. Amen? I'm telling you, demonic spirits don't want you to get this. Demonic spirits don't want you to hear about this. Demonic spirits don't want this to soak into you. I don't want to go through it again. I, I go around something one time, I'm like, God, I don't want to go through this again. I want to get to that where it's placing on us god's desperate to take us to that place that he can pour out upon you he's desperate he wants to bless listen he wants to bless you more than you're blessed he wants to bring you to a place within him that he can know flow through you and you can just be a conduit and a channel just like jesus was jesus said i only did what the father told me to do come on somebody God is desperate for us. He's desperate for us to begin to start coming up. He's desperate for us to begin to start prophesying. He's desperate for us to know when to prophesy, when not, when to pray, when not, when to, when to declare, when not. He wants us to come to the point where he is desperate for the sons and the daughters of God to begin to rise up and take authority in the earth realm that he's given you. He's given you authority in that earth realm, and he wants you to rise up, and he wants you to take it, and he wants you to take it, and he wants you to take it, by force the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. so when something comes against you that is not of God you say back up you're not allowed in my family back up you're not allowed in my space you better back up right now because all creation the winds are going to come and blow you out of here things are going to happen and you're going to be moved out of here because the weosthesia has taken place and the weos of God has spoken Woo, glory to God. I don't know about you, but I need that. I want that. I want to get to the point where drugs and alcohol and the illegal stuff that's going on in Woodward has to cease. Because the church stands up and says, no more abortions. No more drugs and alcohol. It's got to go in Jesus' name. Woo the people held in bondage are cut off. And demons got to flee. It would be great to put up a big bulletin board. And you come into Woodward saying this is a demon free zone. Leave your demons at the county border. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. I don't know. I done preached myself happy. This is really serious. Wherever you are today. Will you play something for me? Wherever you are today. God's wanting us to put our finger on it. There's some issues that you're dealing with. He wants us to become the weos of God. He wants us to move from whatever stage you're at. And look, you might be at one stage in one area of your life and another area, you're at another stage. There's some of you that are walking in areas in your life at a weos stage. You are. There's some of you that are paedians and you're just ready to break into the technon stage. Some of you are nepios and you're just ready to break out of that. Listen, The deal is, don't stay there. Don't stay there. I began to start thinking about Jesus when he visited the woman at the well. And she was there, and she was a Samaritan, and Jewish people weren't supposed to talk to Samaritans. They had nothing to do with them. They said they were like dogs. They they were no good. They were outcast. And she says, you're talking to me. And he spoke to her, and he prophetically said something to her. And she went back and got the whole city. And they all came out. And they met Jesus that day. And when, the, when, the, when he met with the woman at the well, he knew what to say and when to say it. He knew how to speak it. And he knew to say it in a way that he wasn't condemning her, but he was bringing revelation to her to say, hey, wait a minute. We've got to get to the point where we can begin to speak revelation. We've got to get to the point where we can speak it out. And we can say, you know what? I am going to move to the next level. I'm not going to stay a nepios. If you're a nepios here today... In certain areas of your life. I want to encourage you. Do not. Do not. Do not stay there. Move to the next level. Well don't you know Jesus came and kind of laid around at all the bars and the clubs and all that other stuff. He did visit those places. But he ain't not spend a night there. He didn't stay there. He stayed with some tax collectors and he ate with them and he freed them. But he didn't spend the next five years there. Come on somebody. He will go where you're at but he will not leave you there. There might be issues that you're dealing with, listen to me, in your life right now, and you're a nepios, you don't have to stay a nepios. There might be issues in your life that you're dealing with right now, and you're a technon or a paedion. You do not have to stay there. Jesus said, I'm going to take you out. They brought the adulterous woman to him. And what did they say? They said according to the law of Moses This woman should be stoned Jesus said why don't you write Why don't you uh," He was without sin cast the first stone And he started writing in the sand Don't stay where you're at He turned to that adulterous woman And here's what he said to her He didn't say it'll be okay honey It'll be okay I love you And it'll be just fine He said I want you to go And I want you to sin no more. Do not stay where you're at. You're not staying here. Go, sin no more. Your sins have been forgiven. Don't stay where you're at. You have no license to stay where you're at. You don't have a license today to stay as a nepios. You don't have a license today to stay as a paedion. You do not have a license today to stay as a technon. You do have a license to be able to move in to the weos of God and become a son of God and receive an adoption, a weos of God. I want to receive that. But my gifts aren't going to get me there. My talents aren't going to get me there. My abilities aren't going to get me there. Some people say, Pastor, look what you're doing, man. You are talented. You guys have no idea. I am probably not the one of the most untalented first people in in this world. I struggle. I have to study. I have to work hard. I have to ask for forgiveness. I have to start all over again. I refer to myself as a two-talent guy. I got my talents leveraged, I got them stretched, I got them working. All I'm doing is saying, God, give me that one talent off that one that doesn't do anything. I'm not a five talent guy, I'm telling you, I am not a five talent guy. But I got my talents worked, I got them leveraged, I got them stretched out, I got them doing everything they possibly can do. Just waiting on God to say, here, here's this talent that that other brother didn't use, here's yours, so I can get another talent. But it's not my talents that's going to make me a weos. It's my character. It's my character. So then when you come in, and that's where some people are going, you know, you come into the church and you just eat up inside. But yeah, you come into the church and you put on this face. You know what? That's a a lie. What you're trying to do is walk in the weos of God. You're saying no matter what just happened, Pastor, my my wife just left me last night, but I'm coming in here, and I'm worshiping God. My kid just got thrown in jail last night, but I'm coming here to seek you, God. And I'm standing, and I'm worshiping, and I'm crying out to you. Because you want to move to the next level. You want to get to that next level. So when your kid gets thrown in jail, you go, well, I'll get you tomorrow after church. What? What? you're my mama you're absolutely right and I tried to teach you that lesson at 12 and you didn't learn it and it's 21 now after I get through a church I'm going to give me something to eat and then I might minister to somebody else and then I'll come bail your tail out of jail I don't know where all that came from say move to the next level say it again Let's stand up and let's just receive something from God today. We want you to move to the next level. If 2000, not if, 2008 is a year of new beginnings, then we are moving to the next level. We're closing some things we know from 2007. We're coming complete circle. Things are being closed. You're going to move to the next level. You're going to move to the next level. You're going to, let's believe God for something this year. Let's believe God for something this year. Let's just raise our hands to the Lord. Father, we just receive today your strength, your anointing, your ability for us to move to the next level. God, we're born again. And we're going to begin to start moving forward in the things of you. God, where we're in a nepios, move us to a paedion. God, when we're a paedion, move us to a technon. God, those of us that are technons that are wanting to move into weos, God, we're going to move into these things this year. God, we receive... Lord God, there's some of you that were already at a point where your character is developed. You're ready to move into that thing. And when God says it's time, when the Father has an appointed time for you to walk in your weosthesia, that I'm believing it's some of you this year that will begin to walk in that weosthesia. And it won't matter, and all hell can break loose, and the gates can be unleashed from from hell. And you'll say, you know what? Doesn't matter. I got authority over them things. Them things got to bow at the name of Jesus Christ. Those things got to stop, cease, and desist in the name of Jesus Christ. And you'll begin to infiltrate your area. You'll begin to infiltrate the atmosphere, and things will begin to change because you are stepping in to a weos of God. The enemy does not want it to happen. So God, we just receive an anointing to move forward this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hey, were you willing to give the Lord some praise for what he's doing in your life? Hey. <laughs> hey, it is good news today, baby. It's good news today because you're not staying where you are. If you're going to stay hooked up with us, you're going to move to the next level. Amen? You're going to stay hooked up with us, you're going to get to that next level. Some of you all going to jump a couple levels. I see you being a Nepios and now walking in a Technon. 2009 coming in and you are strong. You're stable. You're secure. And you're saying, it don't matter because God is God. And I am going to serve him and I'm a son of God. And I'm taking dominion over every area in our lives. Amen? Woo! Give the Lord some praise. Pastor Shelly, come on up here. I got to rest my voice, and I want you to just release a blessing over us. Can you do that? Praise God.
1: praise God. He's got us all fired up, doesn't he? That was good. That was great. That was awesome. Are you guys ready to uh, grow up to the next level? Guess what? That's not easy. But you can do it. Say, I can do it. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Well, it's going to be exciting to watch us all just mature in what God has for us. Amen. Can I pray for you? Father, I just thank you for the word of God that came forth today, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Father, for revelation that's being revealed into our lives. And, Lord, I thank you that we won't just take this as, oh, this is, well, this was a really great word. But, Lord, that that our lives will be changed because of the word that was sown into our hearts today, God. Lord, let us not go out of here thinking that we'll be the same as we are today. For we are forever changed as we choose to grow up in you and become your Huios. Lord, we praise you and we glorify you. I speak a blessing over every family here today, God. And, Lord, I thank you, God, that you that you just speak to them this week and show them the areas in their lives that need to change. Show them the areas that they need to lay down, that, that they need to be led to the cross and they need to give it all to you, Father. Lord, I thank you that our lives are yours. No longer as believers, are our lives our own. Lord, I just thank you that your body of believers here are moving forward to advance the kingdom of God in the earth. Lord, we praise you, we glorify you, and we thank you. We thank you for being able to meet with you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Ministry teams, if you'll come forward.